Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. In the last episode, I revealed that I have a motto, which is live, love, learn, and lend a helping hand. And I talked about living in the present moment and to eat healthier foods, to make better food choices, to drink vibrant and energetic water. The next item that is vital for me to live in the present moment is to get up and get moving. I've fallen into the trap of sitting around, watching too much television, and not being active. Now, sometimes you can have a good reason for not being active. You could have an injury. I've been dealing with a twisted knee for several months, and it's almost better. It's to the point where it doesn't swell with 15 minutes of walking or 10 minutes of riding my bike. But in my case, movement is more than exercise. I trim trees, chop wood, dig up my garden beds, do planting and replanting. And all of that movement involves bending over, stretching, getting standing straight up, using tools and equipment, doing what I can with what I've got. In all my reading and research, the best form of movement is walking. About 80,000 years ago, our ancestors walked out of Africa, or at least that's what the anthropologists said. Walking distinguishes us from other primate species and is as basic or elemental activity in humankind as breathing, eating, and sleeping. Walking wasn't a choice. It was a necessity. It was, along with running, the only options. However, today, we have so many options where movement or lack of movement is being discussed. Generally speaking, we, we ride to work using motorized vehicles. Many apartments, department stores, and office buildings have elevators or escalators. And airports have those lovely things called moving sidewalks. And if you play golf, you have the choice of walking or riding in a cart. So my suggestion and recommendation to you is choose to walk. Make the decision to walk, to put one foot in front of the other and get outside. There are local parks and gardens in all the major cities, and even small cities and towns have parks. There are always interesting local sites to discover, and there's always something new around the corner. Walking is many things, the most ancient, simplest, and best exercise, an exploration and investigation of one's surroundings, and a meditation for your soul or spirit. A good walk, regardless of the length, cleanses, refreshes, repairs, and inspires the mind while stimulating the body. I have two local parks that I frequent, and they're very different from each other. One is more remote and contains a variety of hiking trails that range from easy to more challenging with big hills, trails that go up and down a lot. The second is a city park with gardens and a variety of amenities. I enjoy both, but I enjoy walking downtown and taking a look at the different architecture, the monuments, and people watch and take pictures of different sites. A walk can slow you down and bring you into the present moment of now. I want to share a couple of quotes on walking. If you're seeking creative ideas, go out walking. Angels whisper to a man when he goes for a walk. Raymond Inman. 
My father considered a walk among the mountains as the equivalent to church-going, Addis Huxley. I think I cannot preserve my health and spirits unless I spend four hours a day, at least, and it's commonly more than that, sauntering through the woods and over the hills and fields, absolutely free of all worldly engagements. Henry David Thoreau. I also enjoy riding my bike. It's a faster pace, but many times I slow down to admire the scenery around me. And depending upon the task I have in the garden, my movements include stretching, lifting, turning, twisting. And I can put my body through a workout without even thinking about it as exercise. It's accomplishing tasks in the garden that need to be done. So choose and make the decision to move more. To live, in the mo- to live in the present moment and have good health also means that you need to have knowledge and an understanding of the chemicals and toxins, their byproducts and heavy metals, because they can have a negative impact on how your body works and on how you feel. The Environmental Working Group has been testing blood from newborn babies for chemicals, toxins, and heavy metals since 2005. Their testing revealed some shocking results. They found 287 chemicals, including a byproduct of DDT, a pesticide that was banned in 1972. The testing revealed 76 chemicals that damage human and animal cells, 79 chemicals that are toxic to developing babies, 94 chemicals that are toxic to the brain and nervous system, and 180 that cause cancer in humans or animals. Blood samples were taken again in 2009 from 10 randomly selected babies of minority descent. This time, 232 chemicals were found, including BPA which is an endocrine system disruptor and has been implicated in asthma, cancer, diabetes, and obesity. These test results demonstrate that humanity, children and adults of all ages, are being exposed to dangerous substances from the beginning of their life to the end. And there's very little information available as to the exact consequences The government in the U.S. allows agricultural and food industries to produce products that are harmful to humanity. Europe is more proactive in protecting the health of their people. So knowledge and information can protect your health and improve your choices. Make the choice to eat less processed foods. Make better choices where all consumer products are concerned. What you put on your skin and hair can be absorbed by your body. Your health is your responsibility, and it's part of living in the present moment. Ignorance isn't a good excuse. Take time to learn about how your body functions and what it likes and dislikes by becoming more aware by noticing the changes that occur. Just because the government or food manufacturers say something is safe or even good for you, does not make it true. Don't blindly accept the words of others, no matter their position or stature. 
and that includes me. Do some research. Become more aware of your body and how it functions. Most degenerative diseases are the result of years of unhealthy lifestyle choices. These degenerative diseases don't happen overnight or magically appear when you reach a certain age. They're the result of poor lifestyle changes. Now, I generally don't like to compare the human body to any kind of machine, but I would like to use a car analogy. Imagine you bought a brand new car. Imagine that car has been parked outside, rarely or poorly maintained, and driven hard on a daily basis. Imagine how that car looks and runs 10 years later. Got that picture in your head? Now imagine your wife, husband, brother, sister, mother, father bought that exact same car. However, this individual kept their car in the garage, washed and waxed weekly, drove it only in the summer or on weekends, and maintained according to the manufacturer's specifications. Have that picture in your head? Which car would you want to buy 10 years later? And why? I know I want to buy the car that was well-maintained and taken care of. The car that's poorly maintained and driven every day and parked outside will run poorly, break and break down more frequently. The car that is properly maintained and driven sparingly will look brand new and run for many years. The same applies to the human body. Abuse your body with poor choices, including bad nutritional choices, lack of movement, not paying attention to your body's reactions, and the human body will look older than it is, will not work as well or as efficiently as it could. So learn about the materials, substances around you that can impact your health in a negative way. Living in the present moment is about making better decisions, better choices, and then implementing them. What else affects living in the present moment? Our relationships, our outlook on life, and a belief in a higher power or our spiritual life. For me, they all get tangled up with each other. I self-published a book up on Amazon called What is the Secret of Gratitude? How to Attain an Attitude of Gratitude. Because for me, gratitude and appreciation have an impact on every part of my life. Gratitude can generally be found in two ways. You can make a conscious decision to examine, look, and review what's right in your life instead of focusing on what is missing. Second, you can feel a genuine appreciation for the life you have. Gratitude is a conscious choice to focus on the good in your life instead of the shortcomings or the bad. Psychologists believe it's impossible to be grateful and unhappy at the same time. For me, gratitude is a way of life. Live a grateful life and your giving becomes receiving. By raising another, you raise yourself. When you're in a state of gratitude, you're vibrating with the universe in a harmonious way. So how can you develop or show an attitude of gratitude? Whether you know it or not, your thoughts and emotions are what guide your perceptions of the things around you. My experience is when you focus on the good things in your life, 
more good things will come into your life. Because if you're grateful for what you have, the universe will see that and provide you with more. When you practice gratitude on a regular basis, it will eventually put you into a mindset where you realize you have many good things that happen to you on a daily basis. Focusing on the good things in your life sets up and establishes new neural pathways and begins to rewrite all the negative scripts you have accumulated in your subconscious mind throughout your life. In this way, your previous negative thoughts will be replaced over time with positive and and refreshing thoughts. So you want to start with being grateful for the things that went right in your life. And start with the simple little things. As I'm getting out of bed each day, I say I'm grateful, thankful, and appreciative for another day. And that gets my day off to a good start. And you can be appreciative and grateful for the food you eat, the water and beverages that you drink, for your family and friends. And you can make up your own gratitude list. But, it get, but when you begin, you start focusing on the good and away from the bad or the negative. The second way is to be grateful for the things that did not go wrong, that you can take, that you're taking for granted each day, like driving to work, feeling grateful and appreciative that you weren't stopped by the police, or the traffic was smooth and flowed wonderfully, or that if you've been in an accident, a car accident, for example, that no one was hurt. I've been in the parking lots of shopping centers, getting ready to back my car out of the parking space, when all of a sudden a car zooms by me. And so I'm grateful for the accident that didn't happen. And then there's be grateful for things that go wrong, but that you were able to learn something from them. We're human beings. We all make mistakes. Some mistakes are bigger than others. When we make mistakes and we learn something from them, then the mistakes had a a purpose. We gained knowledge. We gained insight. We benefited from the experiences. I remember when I was in college and one of my friends broke up with her boyfriend and she was upset. And there was a group of us, we were sitting around and she was complaining and she was sad and upset. And I looked around the group and I'm thinking to myself, am I going to say something? Am I going to say something? And I spoke up. I said, I know you're upset, but have you given any consideration or thought to what Jerry, John, Eric, and Bill have in common. And she looked at me and shrugged her shoulders. I said, they're basically the same guy. They behave the same way around you and towards you. You're choosing the same kind of guy and you're getting the same kind of result, getting dumped. And she glared at me. I said, I'm sorry, but you're making the same mistake. You're choosing the same guy and getting the same result. Do you see that you're not learning from these relationships? that this isn't the kind of guy that you need to be with, that you might want to think about making a different choice. One of the other people said, yeah, you're right. She's dating the same person over and over. I said, I don't know about being right, but you're just getting the same result and it doesn't make you happy. And if I do something over and over again and get a result I don't like, I'm not going to do it again. I said, so just think about it. So if you're lucky in your life to not repeat your mistakes Be grateful that you have learned from them. Another way to develop an attitude of gratitude is to do something nice for someone who can't pay you back. This has happened a couple of times for me at the grocery store. Somebody is short on some money. 
it's a few bucks and I give it to them. It's not a big deal. It makes them feel better, though they may be a little embarrassed, and I'm glad to help. I'm not going to see those people again in most instances, so I'm always grateful when I'm able to help. I collect quotes, and I have a lot of them on gratitude and appreciation, and I'd like to share a couple. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, it's the parent of all the others. Cicero. If you look to others for fulfillment, you will never be fulfilled. If your happiness depends on money, you will never be happy with yourself. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. Lao Tzu. Another item that impacts my relationships, my outlook, and my spiritual life is kindness. Be kind to yourself, to others, and to nature. Now, kindness encompasses numerous other words. Affectionate, decent, good, loving, tender, warm, to name a few. I believe we are connected to all living things. Kindness can restore hope through a single, simple act. Kindness contains the power to heal on a variety of levels. It costs nothing and brings a rich reward. Kindness is a vital key for uniting humanity. A simple act of kindness can heal, raise or lift spirits, overcome negative feelings, bad acts, and unite people. Take one action and it has multiple consequences. So living in the present moment is about actions and behavior, choices and decisions. And we can all make better ones. I choose kindness wherever possible. And that's my recommendation to you also. Because when you're kind, you can inspire others by your actions. Others are watching and your actions of kindness can affect others in ways you have no way of knowing. I have two quotes that I want to share on kindness. The first from Lao Tzu, kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. The author of the next quote is unknown, but it goes as follows. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Are you familiar with Murphy's Law? The basic idea is that anything that could go wrong will go wrong. How do you react when things, when things go wrong, no matter the reason? Mistakes are made. Mistakes happen every minute of the day. They can be large or small. From inconsequential to huge, life-changing mistakes that devastate you, your friends, your family. You can wallow in these mistakes and fall into the abyss of despair, bad feelings, self-loathing, hate, depression, and failure. Or you can forgive. Forgive yourself, forgive others. I know many people find it hard to forgive, but it's always been easy for me. I don't hold on to the past. I don't hold on to the negative. 
If there's something there I'm supposed to learn, I accept the lesson. I've experienced a number of negative situations from being involved in car accidents caused by others, my house being robbed a couple of times, to my home being damaged by storms, having a brand new car stolen and never recovered, people who have betrayed me in some form or manner, and being fired from work, from a job with basically no cause. I had a variety of reactions, anger, hurt feelings, hurt body, feeling sorry for myself, wondering why me, and of course, trying to figure out why it happened. But usually within 24 to 48 hours, I move past those experiences. For me, forgiveness is easy, and it always has been. It's just the way I'm built. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to be tied to a bad event, situation, or circumstance. I let go of the resentments of the bad feelings and move forward into the present moment of today. Forgiveness lies within us, and forgiveness is the opposite of revenge. When you're hurt by something you may have done or by others, it can be challenging to move forward and put the incident in the past. Forgiveness is about loving yourself more than holding on to the negative emotions and feelings. When you don't forgive, you go out of alignment. You're no longer centered. I prefer to wake up in the morning and realize that I'm not filled with hurt, anger, resentment, rage, and that my spirit and soul feel light and free. The law of forgiveness basically says that you are mentally healthy to the extent or degree to which you can forgive transgressions committed against you. Forgiveness requires that you say goodbye to the past and not visit. It's a way to end your suffering and let go of the pain you carry and return to a more balanced, centered, and harmonious life. To forgive is mostly about you for your peace of mind, mental and spiritual good. For many, forgiveness is a process that will have different stages and different emotions, and that's perfectly normal. Now, where forgiveness is concerned, your brain can be a problem because your brain is wired to protect you. So it's going to be on guard, looking, searching to prevent another hurtful or harmful event or circumstance. But if something bad happened, maybe you can use the universal law of polarity to find the good, to find the lesson and incorporate it into your life. Another universal law that you can use is the law of non-resistance, which basically says what you resist will persist. Resist the situation or the circumstance, and it's always with you. You've now chained or handcuffed yourself to the circumstances, the event, or the person or people that you resist. They're everywhere you go. You have a shadow that you can't run away from. Don't shut down your feelings. Acknowledge them. It's okay to be hurt, angry, shocked, disappointed. Now move through those feelings. Accept what's happened and move, and move forward. You're under no obligation to spend time or even like the circumstance, the event, the person, or the people involved. You don't need to be a doormat and accept bad actions. Just don't resist them. If you go back and you revisit a past negative event, 
you're giving energy to the past, to the event by reliving it. If you linger in the past, then the pain from the past will linger also. Human beings tend to be very hard on themselves. So forgive yourself. You're only human. Mistakes happen. Try to improve. Dwelling in the past and in the negatives of the incident solves and changes nothing. So my recommendation is to always forgive yourself and forgive others. Those negative feelings and emotions weigh you down. Lighten the load and forgive. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Look at the word forgiveness. You are both giving and receiving the benefit from forgiving. By forgiving, negative feelings and emotions begin to dissipate. You release yourself from the chains that bind you to the actions, feelings, and thoughts surrounding the incident committed against you, whether that offense is real or imagined. You're no longer a prisoner to the past. You're free from the event and the tentacles and tangles of anger, hurt, disappointment, vengeance, retribution. To forgive means that you shift from being passive to being active. You become the hammer, not the nail, and you become more aware of your surroundings. Forgiveness shows that you're open to chain, to change and growth and don't live in the past, but move forward into the moment of today. Only when you unchain yourself from the thoughts, feelings, emotions, can you fly free into today. Forgiveness can restore calm, peace, and a harmony to your life. Remember that forgiveness is something that you do for yourself. It's about loving yourself more and living in the present moment. Think about the fact that any attitude that takes or lowers your energy and vitality doesn't serve you. By the law of attraction, if you dwell in the negative, that's what's attracted to your life. I've had my share of hurts, betrayals, accidents, misunderstandings. I was let go from a job and prevented from working for a former company because the other company was intimidated and, th and threatened. So I was upset. I wasn't very happy. And so I had choices. Get a lawyer and sue, go to the state attorney general, go to the EEOC and file a claim. And then I started asking myself some questions. Did I want to spend my money hiring a lawyer? Did I want to spend the next two to five years pursuing this individual? Did I want to spend my emotions pursuing this person? For me, the answer was a big old no to all the questions. What happened couldn't be undone. I needed to find work and get a paycheck and move forward with my life. I forgave that individual. Forgiving this person freed me and all the negative emotions dissipated once I made that decision. Now, I haven't forgotten about it. I didn't forget what happened. I just don't live there. Now, life is strange. Several years later, I was doing some consulting work and was asked if I would help this person who had kept me from previous employment. Now, I didn't hold a grudge, and I had no negative feelings towards this individual. I didn't want any harm to come to this person. But was I willing to help them? So I asked myself a question. If I saw this person drowning, would I help them? My answer was yes, so therefore I did. 
life does present us with some interesting dilemmas from time to time. Choose to live your life in the present moment of today. For me, my greatest wealth is my good health. And my good health incorporates many ideas and elements that we've covered today. But there are more elements that we can discuss at another time. Incorporate gratitude and appreciation, as well as kindness and forgiveness, into your daily life. And I believe you will reap the benefits as I have. Well, that's the end of today's episode. I want to thank you for tuning in to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. Have a wonderful week. Take care and come back and listen to another episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound.